When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College is proud to bring you the Ryan Day Show. Presented by Roosters, a fun casual joint. And brought to you statewide by Encova Insurance. And by Adina Health System. Now along with Coach Ryan Day and former OSU All-American Jim Lachey, here's the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Welcome to this week's show for Ohio State Head Coach Ryan Day, our weekly show presented by Roosters as the Buckeyes get ready to go back on the road where they'll play at Rutgers on Saturday. This after last Saturday's 73-14 win over Maryland, a game that kind of has been a repeat of some of what we've seen all year, a dominating start, an opportunity to play a lot of players, Jim. Yeah, it was, Paul. Dominating, yeah, I think it was 192-1 to as far as first quarter yards. So Ohio State came out uh, with an attitude. They wanted to get things done, and, uh, you know, it takes both sides to do it. Defense, first series forces a, a three and out. You get a punt. Offense takes that ball right down the field and gets a touchdown. Same thing the next drive. Offense takes it down and scores. Then they get the onside, and that, uh, you know, they get a steal possession, so to speak, and you know, that's it. It's all three phases. It's your defense getting things started right, starting fast, your offense, you know, taking that ball down the field, converting on some third downs. And then, you know, it's your special team stepping up and make a big play to get everybody excited in that whole stadium. So it was a perfect start, a good way to get out of the gate. And, you know, Maryland, I think, knew after that it was going to be a long day. It certainly was. Coach Ryan Day, thank you as always for your time. Another opportunity for a lot of guys to get some game reps. I know that's got to be good all the way around. Yeah, it was. Uh, the challenge for the guys in the second half was to uh, go out and win the game, uh, 0-0, and they did that. I thought that, uh, you know, the games leading up to this game, those guys have got a lot of game reps, and so they're, they're taking a lot of pride in that, and uh, they're playing really well. But it was good to get out to a good, fast start and, uh, you know, see the guys playing well, especially early in the game. You know, Coach, it all starts up front on your offense and defensive lines, and I talked about it. You guys get a three and out. You're, you know, they got – you know, good run to start the game, but then your defense, you know, forces them, really shuts them down the next two plays and forces a punt there. It was the guys up front offensively. You had plenty of protection all day long. There's a lot of nice holes opening up for J.K. to run through. And in the second half, Master T. But the guys up front, again, come out and had an attitude and got things started for you. They did, and, and uh, we talked to the guys about how we really wanted to see the pass game take the next step, protection-wise, throw, catch, everything like that, timing and uh, we know as we get into November, you know, you're going to have to be able to throw the ball to, to win games. And 
uh, I thought we did a good job. I think we threw the ball 25 times in the first half, and that was an emphasis. So uh, it, it was good to see the protection firm up a little bit. Throwing, catching, you know, up for the most part was pretty good. And, um, and again, I, you know, there's a lot of different guys touching the ball, which is great. Is that explained, or does that lead to a lot of what you've talked about with folks being patient and ready and how they've prepared for all of that? Well, I think it's unselfish to think about guys like KJ and Austin Mack and Ben and Chris because, uh, you know, there's a lot of times they haven't played much in the second half. And, uh, you know, take a guy like KJ, if he plays the whole game with the numbers he had in the first half, he, he goes for over 100 yards and eight catches. Uh, and so that's it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have, but uh, but those guys have to be unselfish. And you take J.K. Dobbins, for example, I mean, he's – I think he's the third, uh, you know, leading rusher in the nation. He's only had 42 carries in the second half. Someone, you know, I think Jerry just told me, which which is crazy. Uh, yeah. But but that's that's this team, and, and they're very unselfish, and they focus on one thing, and that's winning. Yeah, three or four carries in the second half all year. That that, that is great. Uh, you know, speaking of stopping somebody, and McFarland came in last year, 298 yards, several big plays, and your defense held him to six rushing attempts, nine yards. He had two receptions for three yards. Uh, you guys swarmed him. Whenever he was in the game, you had a plan for him, and your defense really came out and attacked. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it was a challenge all week. I mean, obviously, they, we, we knew that uh, what he had done last year to us and that he was, uh, you know, very talented, and anytime you get him to the second level, he's dangerous. And uh, But th- there was a lot of challenges to be had last week. I mean, there was a lot going on, obviously, with, with the chase situation. But then, you know, just the fact that we've given up so many yards last year. So that, that defense was really uh, hungry and felt like they were being challenged going into the game. Probably that first play from scrimmage, the defense made a big statement, and you had to like how they continue to follow up after just one play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Devon uh, especially played really well early and wreaked havoc. And when you can have a big guy in the middle controlling the line of scrimmage like that, it makes a huge difference. Tough Borland stepping up, getting things done, you know, and I thought played one of his better games inside. All your linebackers have been playing at a high level this year. They were, and I, I thought the uh, the one stunt up the middle uh, that, that he uh, tough came through and made the sack on was well executed by everybody there. Uh, but that was that was a little change up for us, you know. I thought the, you know, the scheme was right on that, and um, you know, it's good when you combine, you know, everything, you know, toughness, playing hard, execution. But then, you know, the scheme too. Some of the scheme that plays were really well done, and so. Uh, but that's what we got to continue to do as we, you know, f- you know, go towards the end of November here. You mentioned the Chase Young situation. Good to have closure on that now. Yeah, yeah. Time to move forward on that, and. I know that's a that's a relief for, for Chase, and you know, you move forward and now focus on these games. You know, Chase said, I guess he couldn't come to the game at all. Uh, could he be at practice Monday and Tuesday? When when could he kind of return to the team? Uh, yeah, so he's he's practicing with the team. He's yep. with the team. Um, you know, he's he's not going to travel with us this weekend. But then once we get back on Saturday, he'll be with us Sunday and back at it. For each sack the Buckeye defense records this season, Kroger will donate a sack of groceries supporting Kroger's Zero Hunger, Zero Waste plan to end hunger in our communities and eliminate waste in their stores. You can join Kroger's Zero Hunger, Zero Waste team by rounding up at any Kroger register. Saturday, the Buckeyes play at Rutgers. We'll be on the air with our AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 2 p.m. More we continue with the Ryan Day Show presented by Roosters on Learfield IMG College. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your home for Ohio State Athletics, The Fan. This is The Ryan Day Show, presented by Roosters on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
It's time for the Elk and Elk Injury Report on the Ohio State Sports Network. Well, all the injury concerns for Ohio State are the same ones we've been watching pretty much all year, Jim. Yeah, I think for Ohio State, some good news to get some of the defensive ends back. Tyler Friday, Tyreek both both of those guys look healthy now. And, you know, after that bye week, they got a chance against Maryland to play a lot of guys, so that's always good news. Not good news for C.J. Saunders. It looks like he's going to be out for the year. They had another surgery on that knee, so that's bad news for the captain, but I know he'll find ways to lead. Our report brought to you by Elk and Elk, serious fans of Ohio State Athletics. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. It's time for Tim Horton's Coffee with a Coach. So pull up a chair, grab your mug, and enjoy Tim Horton's Coffee with a Coach on the Ohio State Sports Network. And today's Tim Horton's Coffee for the Coach question comes from Jamie in Urbana, who asks, how are players' numbers given? Do they get to pick or are they assigned? And why are there so many duplicate numbers? Uh, yeah, so in recruiting, if, if there's a number that someone feels strongly about, they'll let us know. Uh, and there's there's kind of a pecking order there. And uh, some numbers are, are more, um, you know, in demand than others. And so typically the, the single numbers are, are very high demand. And based on if guys are doing things the right way, if they're taking care of their academics, if they're doing those type of things, then, um, you know, they get an opportunity when someone else moves on uh, to take that, take, take that number. And so uh, because the numbers are in such high demand, you know, we're able to play, like, for instance, J.K. and Chase both have number two. As long as they're not on the field at the same time, then you're okay. Uh, that happened to us in the Nebraska game. We had Barron and, and uh, Garrett on the field at the same time, two number fives. That's a penalty. So we just have to be aware of that. As long as that doesn't happen, we go. But, uh, you know, typically what happens is, you know, in recruiting, they, they request one. We put it on file. We keep that all, uh, you know, logged and everything. And then Kevin Reese goes through and says, okay, each year, as long as they're in good standing, uh, they're, able to, they're able to get the number. That's not for offensive linemen, right? <laughs> well, if they could, they would. <laughs> they could, yeah. I mean, trust me, they, they would. Yeah, they don't care about that stuff. I'm uh, sure. I don't know about that. Fifty to seventy-nine, just throw one on me. Yeah, no, they, they, if they could wear a single digit, they would. Yeah. Trust me, they would. which would look funny on like someone like Dewan Jones. Oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> number one, right? Look like a French fry. <laughs> Thanks to Jamie from Urbana for his question. In today's Tim Hortons Coffee with a Coach segment, if you've got one for Coach Day, you can go to OhioStateBuckeyes.com and click on the Tim Hortons logo. Tim Hortons Cafe and Bake Shop, official coffee sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. You kept your number the whole four years, didn't you, Jim? Yeah. You didn't change numbers? 64, yep. Coach, you kept your number all through college? Did you yeah, change? Yeah, changing numbers wasn't a big thing until just recently, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and, and not everybody changes it either. Some guys like to, that's my number, and they make a name for themselves. Right. Exactly. Too, yeah, so. yeah. Speaking of the offensive line, uh, another group that continues to show depth, and I know it had to be great that you got so many of those guys out there last Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and, and they've been playing well. I mean, they, they ended the game in the uh, Wisconsin game. They had that, that four-minute drive, and then they, they played well again. I mean, I think they're moving guys off the ball and doing a good job. You know, and Coach Studd deserves a lot of credit, and obviously they get a lot of great work in practice. Uh, you know, I know that you guys talk about it all the time. Your Tuesday practice is good on good, and, you know, those are some of the best uh, reps that you're going to get uh, during the week, and certainly sometimes even better than you're going to get on Saturday. Uh, so the, how was this preparation this week, and did you get more of the good on good? You know, a lot of ones on twos, twos on ones. So, uh, you know, our second line going up against our first defensive line, that, that's a pretty good matchup. I mean, you know, our defensive line is excellent, but our, our twos are really getting that work. So, uh, you know, someone like Nick Petit-Ferrer is going up against, you know, Tyreek Smith or, or Chase or, who, you know, 
Uh, Harry Miller's going against Devon Hamilton. You know, that, those are really good matchups for us. And then vice versa, our twos in the defensive line are going against our first offensive line. So it's really good work. It builds depth, and it's competitive. You know, you came out with some, I thought, a new concept. Uh, you know, K.J. Hill's touchdown. When you put him in motion and you went back and then he was able to hit him uh, for that T, is that something you guys have been working on and, and, and used, or is that something that's been in the, in the playbook? No, that was something we put in this week. You know, we, we sat down and, and game plan the red zone and thought that, uh, based on a couple things we saw with their coverage, if, if we got them running that way, you know, um, the guy who had a man-to-man would kind of get lost in there and, and uh, we could come back out the other way. And then once that was called once, we, we yeah. then, then we faked it and then we hit Chris coming back the other way. So it was, it was a nice two-play combo. Yeah, and it was a different formation when you went back to Chris because I think you caught him in zone there and they had no idea Lave was back there. So, what, was that a zone? It was not. No. It, I know after watching it, what we thought happened was when we ran the first play and they saw the same action, um, the corner and the safety were kind of talking to each other. And I think what happened was he off. said, you know, I know they threw the ball to KJ, so now we're just going to take – which is kind of what we expected to happen. We're going to take KJ, and then they kind of let him, let him loose on the other side. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it worked out the way we thought it would. One of the other plays that was so much talked about afterwards was the onside kick. Uh, not only just great execution, but obviously that had to be something that you saw in scouting and preparation that uh, made you feel like there was an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I mean, when you do an onside kick like that, uh, it, certain teams it's, it's not, not there. Um, you know, it, it's based on, you know, some teams have a four, four-man front, sometimes have a five-man front. Some guys have different uh, spacing, you know, in terms of what's going on in the back end. It was something that we saw, uh, and the way that we were designed, we're typically on a left hash when we do our kickoffs. And um, and so it's something the guys have done a good job working on, Blake and, and Chris and uh, Matt Barr and Saar during the week. He says, you know, this is something I think we have during the week. Do you want to do it? And um, I said, yeah, so let's work on it. And what, what we decided to do was in um, – you know, during the week we called out the kickoff team because this was a really good kickoff returner. He had returned against Team Up North the week before. He had three touchdowns in his career. And so we really challenged those guys to make sure we did a good job on kickoff. And I told those guys if, if we uh, tackle them inside the 20-yard line, then we'll do it on the third kick. We'll do the onside. And uh, so they called me out on that now. They were like, you know, Coach, you better not be lying to us. <laughs> so uh, I, I, they, they called my bluff, and I said, all right, let's do it. And then it was executed well. And if they don't, you go to your defense and say, bail me out yeah, here, right. you know. Uh, but, no, it was executed right. That's something that Blake obviously didn't start working on this week. That's something he had to spend a lot of time on because he nailed that perfectly, uh, you know, put it just where he – what do you get, the eight wedge out or, the, you know, the pitching wedge or whatever you use there? Does he change shoes or is that the same thing? Does it tee up different? Is there anything different, you know, from what he would do in a regular kickoff to what he did there? Yeah, not really. No, I mean, I mean, we really, you know, he, I know he and Matt and everybody really worked hard on the approach to make sure it doesn't, you know, you're not yeah. giving anything away too much, and uh, he, he nailed it. That's great. Now, is Chris always going to be on the outside there, or is that a special occasion too? Is he always your always your kind of safety guy on the uh, back side? He is. You know, he's, he's on there a lot. He's on the kickoff team, and he's a part of that, that yeah. group right there. And then uh, sometimes the game goes on, we get him out of there to get him out of harm's way. But, yeah, he's, he's part of the kickoff team. And we were talking about it Monday night. Did, did the ball hit the ground, or did he no. pop that straight up? That went straight in the air. Straight it in went the straight air, and he coached it, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, so if, if somebody were to call for a fair catch there, you mm-hmm. know, he, they could have made the catch without, you know, um, without uh you know getting hit but it, it was placed in such a, a way you know which is it's rare to see that happen i don't yeah. really know if i've ever seen it happen just no, like I that haven't. um and so um, you know first off it's hard to execute that way and then you know you just have to have enough room where there's not somebody there able to do a fair catch yeah and he got up to that sideline he had to go 25 yards in under three seconds i mean you know which is for him not a big deal but you thinking about it you know and then, and then to catch that yeah 
you know, right there, that's that's some special skill that he has. And the first time we did it, it was, it was kind of like that, and he <laughs> caught, caught it, and he just kept running. And we said, oh, no, you can't run. Yeah. You know, it's dead right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you notice in the game he caught it, just kind of got himself out of bounds. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it was um, a smart play. Yeah. Uh, the influence of using Rashad Berry on both sides of the football, if you would kind of talk about that and just how he was able to perform playing both on the defensive line and a tight end. Came in at defensive line, so we had a little bit of background there, and then we moved him over to tight end. He's done a really good job for us there and made some big plays and big games for us. But uh, he asked us a couple of weeks ago about going back over there and uh, thinks he can bring something to the table, you know, rushing the passer. And uh, so we said, go ahead, you know, and then and obviously having not, not having Chase here the last couple of weeks, it was an opportunity for him to kind of move into a spot there. There's going to be some reps uh, that are available. So he wanted to do that. And he went up against our, our offensive line um, last week and did a good job. He came off the edge and showed power and explosiveness, which he's good at. And so he's been doing extra work with, with Larry Johnson in, in that group right there, trying to get his pass rush skills down. Again, just showing the depth. Uh, without Chase, you get seven sacks. I think that's a season high. Uh, I believe it's 41 now for the year. The school team record, I think, is 50-51 set in 2000. So, you know, that's well within it. But, you know, here's a guy like Devon. He's probably like, hey, I can get there now. Chase used to beat me there. You know, I was there maybe a half a second later. And, you know, guys like Tyreek gave those guys an opportunity to get some playing time and, and to get some pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, seven sacks, uh, you know, you could see it. At one time, it looked like the quarterback was trying to go down before the rush got him. And that's that's when you say that no longer are you looking at the you know receivers, you're just worried about the rush. And that's what Chase does. And without Chase, he even says the guys have that same effect. That yeah. has to feel good. Yeah, well, and I think that they felt uh, a certain way just about the whole week and that they wanted to prove that they're, they're, they're a strong unit in there and, uh, you know, how they want to show their love for Chase by just playing really, really hard and showing that their unit is strong and that, Adversity reveals character, and they're not just one player, too, as, as great of a player as Chase is. I mean, that, that, there's a really strong unit there, really good players, and, you know, they wanted to put that out there and just show everybody that that, that, that room and that group is special. You mentioned last week <clears throat> that you were prepared for possibly three different quarterbacks that Maryland might throw out there. If you would talk about the challenge of being ready for the different skill sets that maybe come out with something like that. Yeah, well, the, the young guy uh, is really talented, but I think what Coach Loxley decided to do was maybe redshirt him. I think he had four four games, and that would have been his fifth. So I think he kept him on the shelf, which he traveled, um, but, but he didn't play. Um, and then the other two guys, um, you know, uh, both had different skill sets. One was more of a drop-back quarterback, a little bit more of a typical quarterback. The other was a little bit more of a um, you know, run-around spread guy. And so being able to handle the different uh, skill sets and, and different packages that were coming their, their way was well done because that can get tricky sometimes. You know? And uh, I thought overall they did a good job. You know, this has to be a kind of a special week for Joe Jackson, you know, coming here, uh, you know, having a lot of success, you know, bonding with the guys, it seems like, almost immediately, showing leadership. Uh, you know, and, and now he gets to go back and kind of take his his new brother, so to speak, to his old family. And I, I bet it will be kind of, you know, a tough week for him because he's a captain there. One like he was just another guy. And, you know, we saw him play on film last year, a very, very effective football player going against our guys. So you know he's going to be good. But how about that transformation for you guys? He comes here, fits right in. Uh, one of the leaders on that young line, really, when you look at it. And, you know, here you are going back. Yeah, yeah. I mean – He's a prideful guy, so uh, I don't think this will be easy for him. I think it'll be hard to go back. You know, this is uh, something that he put a lot of time and work and blood and sweat and tears into that program, and um, you know, he decided he wanted a, a change. And, and, and for that to work for us, it has to be a very unique situation, especially with the offensive line as a grad transfer. But uh, he's been great for the O-line, and the O-line has been great for him. Uh, Ohio State's been great for him. He's been great for Ohio State. It's just it was the right fit at the right time, and 
Uh, he's having one heck of a year. And I know there's going to be certain feelings, you know, going back and doing those things. But uh, I'm so happy for him to see him enjoy his senior year. You know, I mean, uh, he's been through some tough times and uh, he's been through some injuries. He's been through a lot of stuff. And to see him come here and flourish has been great. Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with renewable energy plans for your home or business. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. AEP Energy, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. And we'll have more with Coach Day in our weekly show presented by Roosters from Learfield IMG College. A revolution in lung cancer treatment is happening at the James. We're proving lung cancer isn't solely defined by location and stage, but rather the individual molecules and genes that drive it. Simply put, there is no routine lung cancer. That's why our world-renowned specialists put their expertise towards treating one particular lung cancer, yours. At The James, we go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your lung cancer. To learn more, call 1-800-293-5066. Hey, I'm Kirk Herbstreet, and I watch college football like it's my job. It is your job. I know, but sometimes I like to get out of the booth and chill. Here, have a Coors Light. Thanks. So, where was I? You're on my couch. In my spot. Oh, is this your spot? It's a nice spot. Great view. Grab some Coors Light for every game day. Proud sponsor of the Ohio State Sports Network. 2019 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Go Buckeyes! Let's win this game! I love tailgating. The best darn band in the land. My mom makes me say it like that. Safeline Autoglass knows Buckeye fans love game day. You better be wearing scarlet and gray. That's why Safelight takes care of Autoglass damage anywhere in Buckeye Nation. Giving you more time for game time. Safelight, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Did you know that one in eight Americans struggle with hunger? Yet more than 40% of the food we produce is thrown out. At Kroger, we know we can do something about this. We're donating more food to local food banks through our partnership with Feeding America. And we're working with World Wildlife Fund to end food waste. But we can't do it alone. And we hope you'll join us in creating a world with zero hunger and zero waste. Visit thekrogerco.com to learn how you can help. It may be considered a controversy to have many qualified players for one position, but in football and the legal system, depth and strength is what sets law firms and teams apart from the rest. Elk and Elk is recommended by legal ranking systems and most importantly by our clients. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO where our depth is your strength and trust is earned. Elk and Elk, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Go Bucks! At Agpro, we think Columbus's home team getting a first down is like checking another thing off your to-do list. So, get a John Deere tractor package to be the MVP on your home turf. And take care of business before this weekend's big game. Agpro, equipped for anything. Find one of the eight Central Ohio locations near you at agproco.com. Ryan Day Show, presented by Roosters on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Time now for the Ticket to the House Touchdown Replay, Play, Play, presented by Xmark. 
Fields has receiver Hill moving in motion behind the formation. He's going to screen it left side of Hill. Moves to the five of Maryland, and he'll get to the goal line and into the end zone for the touchdown. K.J. Hill as the outfought corner, Levante Gator to the end zone. K.J. Hill with his fifth touchdown receiving of the year, and Ohio State has a 20 to nothing lead. Our Exmark Take It to the House replay brought to you by Exmark Professional Mowing Equipment. Trusted 2-1 to one by top landscape pros over the next best-selling brand of zero-turn mowers. And welcome back to this week's Ryan Day Show presented by Roosters as Ohio State gets ready to go play at Rutgers on Saturday. If you would, kind of give us a little of your assessment of Rutgers and what you've seen from them this year. Yep. Uh, so, you know, they had the coaching change, and, uh, you know, Coach Ash is a really good coach. And uh, so when that when that transition happened, uh, you know, Nunzio, uh, took over, and, and uh, he's a guy that I've known for a long time back from uh, when he was a, a high school coach uh, in New Jersey, and, and during those times, he comes from a really good football family, a lot of respect for he and his family. I mean, they really know football. Uh, his brother actually coached uh, me when I was at the University of New Hampshire. He was the running back's coach when I played quarterback, so uh, relationships go back a long way, and uh, you know, they, they've gone through a tough time and, and, you know, turmoil and everything like that, so you know, they're still trying to work through all that adversity, which which isn't easy, but uh, you know, I, I think the thing for us is really just focusing on us and what our standard is, and that's what I've talked to our team about all week is, um, you know, we got to do a good job, and we always respect our opponent, but this, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how well do we play and what kind of standard do we hold ourselves to. Coach, you had a bye last week. Their last game was Illinois, and, you know, that was a 10-10 game right at half, and then turnovers in the third quarter kind of blew that open, and, uh, you know, to Illinois' favor. Uh, they have a bye week. Do you come out and – you know, do you expect to see pretty much the same stuff that they did in the past, or you got to be ready really for anything? I guess uh, you know, having that two weeks. I'm just saying, does the staff have time to put another, uh, change things up enough in a two week period to come out and, and and really be good at something, some concepts or not? Yeah, I, I think now in in November, typically it's it's more about just getting your rest and trying to get guys healthy again, yeah. and fresh and playing. But uh, you know, you have more time to come up with different ideas and different things. So. Uh, you always got to be on your toes and be ready for anything. Remember when the season started, you were talking about the first time for this, the first time for that, and you were talking about how going through summer camp you had done that last summer also. This would be the first time that you've been the head coach against an opponent for a second time because you were the acting head coach against Rutgers last year. Any Anything that kind of comes from that? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think this is a different team, and that was the second game of the season, still trying to figure out our way. This is more in November at their place. Uh, it's going to be a cold day, you know, game getting into the night over there in New Jersey. And I think it'll just have a different feel to it. That was a, a rainy day in, uh, in September early in the season. It was warm. Uh, you know, both teams trying to figure out their identity as they went. I think you know, we have a good identity now. It's going to be more about how consistent can we play, how tough can we play, and making sure we're focused and locked in, especially early. You know, defensively, Andy Boo has been their coordinator. Noah Joseph, also their co-coordinator. Uh, you know, running pretty much a three-four-four-three combinations of. Do you see anything different out of their defense and what they're trying to do this year? I know their linebackers seem to, seem to be the strength of that team, uh, especially number eight, Tyshawn Fogg. Yeah, they. Uh, you know, when, when Chris was there, they uh, kind of did a lot of what they did last year, and then as, as once he left, they, they kept most of it in place, but. Um, you know, the, the Coach Boo there, he, he worked with Matt Barnes when he was at um, Maryland last year. So they, they, they tweak things a little bit there, but they both have really good backgrounds. They're well-coached. I mean, you watch them. They're, they're where they're supposed to be. The fits are there, and I mean, they know what they're doing. They do their homework. So 
uh, well coached. You know, again, Nunzio as the head coach and, and coordinators and all across the board, I mean, they're well coached. You were talking about Jonah Jackson going back, but you've got some guys from the state of New Jersey. It's obviously a recruiting target area, uh, but it seems to be a nice thing when going back home for some guys can kind of be a secondary effect of the schedule. Yeah, and we, we love Jersey, you know, in terms of recruiting in that area. is really good coaches. They're really good players. And, you know, guys like, you know, uh, Jordan Fuller and Jonah and uh, you know, Chris Chuganoff, uh there's a lot of guys from that area, and uh, so it's good to get back over there. It's great to have a presence in, in, in Jersey. Chugging off, uh, you know, I end up with career highs, I think, you know, as far as you got to play that whole third quarter. And, you know, I know you had to delay a game and, and took a sack there, but, boy, after that you start throwing the ball, whipping around and putting it right in places and, you know, playing with tempo, all the things you'd probably like to see out of, out of him. Uh, his progress right now, kind of right where you want it? Yeah, I, I, uh, like you said, after those first couple things that I almost – came out of my shoes on uh he settled down and played good i mean he got into a rhythm he threw some really nice balls he uh he got the offense going and, and things like that you know i think sometimes when you come into a game like that you know you, you got to get yourself going and in the rhythm of the game you have to find the rhythm of the game and um, you know when you're the backup quarterback you practice a lot yeah. you know and, and sometimes i have to like remind those guys you know that that guy can tackle you right like you know that you're live you know like a, that's what happens they, they practice for years without getting hit and uh you know so you have to get the ball out of your hand you know or the there's actually a play clock up there, so you have to snap the ball. And uh, we could have done a better job of getting the play in there. But those are the things you got to just kind of find the rhythm in the game. And then once he does, uh, he's played good when he's been in the game so far this year. We'll start with some of our social media questions. This one from Ron in Louisville asking about the best advice to give young players who do everything and more that's asked of them in practice but still don't get a chance to play. Yeah, say it one more time. Uh, Advice to give to young players who do everything and more asked of them in practice but still don't get the chance to play. Oh, I got you. Yeah, well, the one thing for us is that we, we, most of those guys are getting in the games. You know, we've had guys uh, run you know, guys run down on kickoffs. Uh, we, we've had most of the guys get in games. Now, there's still a lot of younger guys, and we have 120, uh, I think 24 right now, guys on the team. So you can't get all of those guys in the game, especially in home games. But um, for a lot of the younger guys um, – some of those guys are red shirters. So if, if they've already played in four games, we've decided to red shirt like some of them. They just won't get into the game. So if they continue to develop, keep keep working their craft, especially on Tuesday and Wednesday, those are big days for them physically. And then for the, some of those other younger guys, maybe walk-ons or things like that, you know, they have to continually work and, and earn respect to the team. And then when spring comes around, bowl practice, that's when they really start to, you know, fight for depth uh, chart uh, opportunities. But it's not hard to keep those guys motivated. They want to be here. They want to participate. And they want to play, right? Yeah, they do. They do. It, it, it certainly helps when they can get on the field. But yeah. uh, a lot of those guys, some of the, you know, the, the, a walk-on situation understands that they, they have a role. And, and their role early on is to help the team, whatever, whatever the role might be. Uh, and then most of the guys who are on scholarship, they want to play right on the field. They want to get on the field right now. But th they understand that their journey is different along the way. And then for some of the walk-ons as they go, like C.J. Saunders, Kevin Weike, all those those guys who have earned the respect of the team and then earned opportunities to get on the depth chart, you know, now they start to become, you know, guys who make uh, contributions on the field. And it has to be a great reward for the scout team guys who put so much time in mimicking the opponent. Yeah, and it's, that that is huge. I mean, I can't say enough about our scout teams this year and how well they've done and uh, giving the looks because when the looks are accurate, you can really execute at a high level on offense and defense. Coach, I, I know that uh, who, who runs your scout team defense in practice? Doesn't come, Kevin Wilson or Mike Yersey do a lot of that to make sure they the looks that you guys have seen on film? 
uh, to get right position. And, you know, that's important to have, you know, two coordinators basically over there getting things lined up the right way, yeah, helping I, out with the GAs, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of the one of the better things we do because, yeah. um, you know, the easy thing to do is just sit there and you watch the film and you just you know, yell at the GAs, the look wasn't right, or this guy wasn't over here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've just been in so many of those meetings. And so, uh, you know, Kevin likes to be over there with the front. And then the thing he likes to do is he can see the, the, what the uh, offensive line is doing. So he can see their eyes. He can listen to the calls. It's a different point of view, which he really likes. Uh, and then the looks are really clean and really accurate for the line, which is great. Uh, and, then, and then Mike does the back end for the quarterback. And although he, you know, we're, they're not actually able to really coach right then and there, like Mike likes, likes to be right involved with, with Justin, but he can kind of coach him from the back, but the looks are accurate. So then when you get off the field, you watch the film, you know, you can say, all right, this guy's going to be exactly here on this coverage. And then you're training the quarterback, you're training the line, you're training the receivers and the running backs and everybody else. This is the look, and this is how you have to execute. And I think that's critical to our success. Now, is most, most of those looks you get match up to what you see on game day? I mean, 80% or are you seeing a lot of different stuff? It, it depends on the week. You know, sometimes it's like, well, we hit a home run with this one. Then yeah. other times it's like, whoa, we just, you know, wasted a couple of days of practice because yeah. this is not anything that we practiced. And uh, we get that. We get yeah. that sometimes. You know, teams will kind of change what they do to try to, you know, handle some of the things that we give them. Um, whether it works or not, uh, who, who knows. But uh, there are times where we just have to adjust in-game to something that's different than we expected. And that's where it's significant to see what you see on film when scouting the opponent to then put it in place for the scout team and the coaches? Yeah, that's that's the whole key. So when, when we meet, you know, the scout team meets and, and the GAs meet with those guys and go through and show the film. So they're actually not watching uh, Rutgers. They're watching – or excuse me, they're not watching uh, their defense – or excuse me, their offense, they're watching their defense, you know, and going back yep. and forth and making sure that they understand this is the look that we need to give this week. Be sure to check out the Buckeye Game Day Concert Series presented by the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer before every home game this season outside of St. John Arena in Buckeye Fan Fest. Each week will feature a different band performing live on stage two hours before kickoff. Get on board. Visit BuckeyeCruise.com to book your cabin today. Go Bucks! Beat Cancer. We'll have more of Coach Day's weekly show presented by Roosters when we continue from Learfield IMG College. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, and the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care Initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care. And always remember to pay it forward. Every time you close your laptop, a corona gets its line. And every time your to-do list is to do one less thing, a corona gets its line. Every time you press pause. Every time you unwind or lose track of time, a corona gets its line. And every time your feet are up while the sun goes down, a corona gets its line. So drop a lime in and find your beach. Please drink responsibly. Corona Extra Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Buckeye fans, check out the Buckeye Game Day Concert Series presented by the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer two hours before every Ohio State home football game this fall located in Buckeye Fan Fest. Each week will feature a different artist or band performing live on stage for game day fans outside of St. John Arena. Check out Ohio State social media pages for the artist lineup and visit BuckeyeCruise.com to book your cabin today. Set sail with Buckeye Greats February 16th through the 21st, 2020, and join us in our fight against cancer. We hope to see you there. Go Bucks and beat cancer. Who can help you score a touchdown with your finances? How about our friends at Credit Union of Ohio? Whether you're looking to buy a new home or make upgrades like a finished basement to watch all the big games, their team of experts will help you get the funds you need. It's a great time to make those renovations you've been dreaming about. 
Credit Union of Ohio is your local mortgage lender. Learn more about their home loan options at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. NCUA insured equal housing lender. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Right now, buy one window, get one free. And 0% financing for 36 months, plus tickets to an Ohio State football game, courtesy of Universal Windows Direct, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Like me, you'll be saying, I love my windows. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Ohio State fans, cheer on your Buckeyes all season long when you shop at Giant Eagle. Score throughout the store with your favorite Buckeyes gear, thousands of weekly sales, double coupons, and the new Fuel Perks Plus, where you get more perks, more places, and more savings. Before your game day party, be sure to load up on snacks, grab some prepared food to go, and pick up a delicious Buckeye cake or treat from our bakery for dessert. Go Buckeyes to Giant Eagle, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan. This is the Ryan Day Show, presented by Roosters on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Kroger wants you to help provide one million meals for the hungry here at home. Now through the end of November, round up your total at any Kroger or add a dollar to your concession order. At the shoe and the shot, together we can end hunger here in central Ohio. And welcome back to this week's Ryan Day Show, presented by Roosters, as Ohio State gets ready to go to Rutgers. We've talked before about some of the things, especially with night games, getting time taken care of for players, keeping them occupied and all of that. Uh, This is a little different with the 3.30 kickoff, but how do you go about planning What's going to go on when you get to the hotel, meal schedule, meeting schedule? What all goes into all of that, Ryan? Well, we, we have um, a, a schedule that we kind of take from kickoff back, and we keep it consistent for the guys. But uh, based on what time the kickoff is, we have a schedule that we just kind of plug in there, um, and it's it's set uh, in the off season, and we go through everything. But it just depends if it's a 3.30 game, we'll have walkthroughs for a certain amount of time. If it's a night game, we'll have two different sets of walkthroughs. Um, if it's a morning game or a noon game, you know, up in the morning, we do a quick 20-minute walkthrough, and then we roll, and we just get right into the thing. So uh, it just kind of depends. But the, the pregame meal is always four hours before the game, and, and then we go from there. So this week, you just everything gets moved back to so get a chance maybe to sleep in just a little bit more, obviously, than you would on a, on a noon game like that. And, you know, that, that you just have time to kill. You're, you're like everybody else. I mean, when you wake up, your mind all goes towards football, and everybody goes towards football, and, you know, you're just thinking about the game. So the sooner it comes, the easier it is to get that anxiety out. And, and that's what it is. You just got an extra three hours to kind of occupy your time with that morning. And that's the, the tough part because some guys will want to get real loose, you know, and then some guys are almost too serious, and there's always kind of that fine line. And you probably know who the guys are that you got to kind of rein in, like, hey, watch him or the guys that you don't. Do you, do you kind of recognize that so far with your team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we say a couple things there. First thing was always, you know, respect the guy next to you because everyone has their own approach and way to get ready for a game. Uh, on Fridays, we really try to keep it pretty relaxed. Um, we don't try to beat them up too, with too many meetings or anything like that. But what we talk about a lot is transitioning. So uh, we like to really be loose and, and have fun and everything like that. But then when it's time to serious and get focused and go into meetings or walkthroughs, you have to be able to flip the script and then get serious and then be able to do that. And, and that's not something that just happens. It's something we talk about a lot. And some guys struggle with that, like you're saying. You know, it's hard for them to go from loose, 
having fun to then being locked in to get ready to play a game. And uh, that transition has gotten better as the season's gone on. And the older guys who have been around get it more than the younger guys. Another of our social media questions, Stu in Bell Fountain. From a logistics standpoint, which are your favorite and least favorite road venues in the Big Ten? Or is there any any difference really between any of them? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they all have their different uh, pluses and minuses, you know, uh, you know, it was kind of neat going into uh, to Northwestern and, and being in the city of Chicago, and then you know you get you go out to to State College, and you're kind of in the middle of Pennsylvania. So they all have a different flavor to them, and it's just fun to be on the road. I like being on the road because you know you're it's just you guys on the bus. You know the teams kind of together, and uh, you get to spend time together. They actually get more rest too on the road because when you get on the bus and you go to the airport, when you get to the airport and you go to the hotel, I mean, there's just time for guys to rest and sleep. But uh, being on the road is fun because you're just you're with your guys and. You go into a stadium where, you know, we, know we travel well, so there's still a lot of Buckeyes there. But for you get that mentality of it's kind of us against the world. Coach, for you, this is the farthest northeast place. Uh, you're from the northeast, uh, New Hampshire. Will you have some family and friends uh, come down uh, for this game? I'm sure you will. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah there'll, there'll be people there. and uh, Taking it, a bus fun. down or what, huh? Uh, I don't know what they're thinking. But, uh, <laughs> Not your concern. You know, they'll, they'll probably get lost along the way and you know find a few spots to stop at. But, uh, but no, it, it's it's great to be back that way in, in, into November. And it'll be that kind of day. It'll be a, a, you know November 16th at 3.30 in, in the, the northeast. It'll be raw. It'll be windy. It'll be all, all of the above. And, uh, you know, we practiced yesterday outside, and it was cold. And the guys know that that's part of the game. That's part of the deal in November is going to places like like this uh, in November and, and playing in those type of conditions. Now, uh, you know, playing in these type of conditions, uh, your family coming in, do you let them stay uh, in the team hotel, or do you make them stay someplace else? Uh, yeah, typically if there's extra rooms, we can do that. But yeah. uh, but uh, nobody's staying in my room, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Scott in Columbus with another social media question. As a former NFL coach, what are the major differences coaching quarterbacks at the collegiate level versus the pro level? Well, the first thing is I was talking to Mick about this the other day on the field. You know, uh, we're talking about the Patriots and that, you know, Tom Brady was playing quarterback when I was in college, you know, and that he's been playing for 20 years. And this is this is my eighth year with with the first time, uh, you know, quarterback. And so when you're dealing with college, you're dealing with guys who have never done it before. You're dealing with pros. For the most part, you know, if you get a veteran guy, they've been doing it for a long time. They've got a lot of, you know, reps in their brain. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with somebody who's 19 years old, the f- every time they're doing it on the field is for the first time. You know, there's no Rolodex of plays in the back of their mind to go back to. And so that's the biggest thing. And uh, the good thing is that they're very impressionable. They, they listen. They, they want to learn. They understand all those things. And, Sometimes you deal with NFL guys, they have certain opinions because, you know, you may put a play in and the first thing that comes to their mind is when they threw a pick six and <laughs> that play ain't going to get called, you know, because that ain't going to work. And so they can get a little stubborn that way. But but I think that's what you're dealing with. You're just dealing with more experienced guys than some guys that are younger and inexperienced. Yeah, usually that comes with screens and stuff like that. Quarterback take, nope, nope, I'm not doing that. This is not happening. <laughs> uh, you know, I played with Dan Fouts, so I know what you mean by guys that, that know a lot. But look, if you had a guy like Brady, what would you, you know, try to coach him on, uh, you know, trying to get better, a guy that has 20 years' experience? I think when you're dealing with somebody like that, you're, you're working with them. You know, I think it's a little bit of a different relationship than, in, than uh, you know, a, a coach in college when you're dealing with an 18-, 19-, 20-year-old kid. When you're dealing with, with somebody like that, a veteran, you know, you're working with them. You're trying to solve the problems together. You're asking 
their input. You're trying to come up with the solutions together. There's a lot of feedback back and forth, and you try to come up with the, you know, sometimes you get into it. You know, you start to have arguments about what you think is better, but when you leave the room, you leave the room together, and, and you go from there. But uh, but I think that's probably just a relationship and how you handle the day-to-day stuff is. Sounds good. Thank you, as always, for your time. We appreciate it, and all the best Saturday in New Jersey. No problem. Thanks. That is head coach Ryan Day and is the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Roosters is giving away 12 trips or two to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Register by visiting your favorite Roosters location or at roosterswings.com. One trip is awarded each week. See Roosters' website for official rules. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. We will talk with assistant coach Jeff Halfley next. That's what's coming up from Learfield IMG College. And now, Archie Griffin, football's only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, to tell you about Encova Insurance. Together, Motors Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance are now Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. Your independent Encova Insurance agent can create a personalized solution for all your insurance needs. With smart digital solutions, superior financial strength, local expertise, and more, Encopa provides a full range of products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. They remain dedicated to progress and continue to strive to be the most trusted and responsive provider of industry-leading solutions. Hard work and passion are critical components of any winning team. Count on Encopa Insurance as your local team to provide peace of mind. Contact your independent Encova insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. A revolution in lung cancer treatment is happening at the James. We're proving lung cancer isn't solely defined by location and stage, but rather the individual molecules and genes that drive it. Simply put, there is no routine lung cancer. That's why our world-renowned specialists put their expertise towards treating one particular lung cancer, yours. At the James, we go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your lung cancer. To learn more, call 1-800-293-5066. I'm Maggie Griffin, and I'm working to end hunger in my community. I saw families with no access to fresh, healthy foods and knew I had to find a solution. At Ohio State, I connected farming and social work to build a solution from the ground up. And now, I deliver nourishing produce to my neighbors who need it most. All of this because I chose to be a Buckeye. Find out more at osu.edu slash stories. You know the most overrated thing about going to the game? Driving yourself. Hey, it's Anthony Rothman. Avoid the headache of traffic and the cost of parking. Take Coda Express. It's offered from Coda's Crosswoods Park and Ride and the Ohio Expo Center and State Fairgrounds for just $5.50 round trip. Buses go three hours before and two hours after every home game. Get dropped off a block from the shoe. Cash and cards accepted at the park and ride locations. Delaware residents take day to bus to Crosswoods and catch Coda to the game. Visit Coda.com slash OSU football. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Did you know that one in eight Americans struggle with hunger? Yet more than 40% of the food we produce is thrown out. At Kroger, we know we can do something about this. We're donating more food to local food banks through our partnership with Feeding America. 
And we're working with World Wildlife Fund to end food waste. But we can't do it alone. And we hope you'll join us in creating a world with zero hunger and zero waste. Visit thekrogerco.com to learn how you can help. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to the Ryan Day Show. Presented by Roosters on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Did you know that one person can save eight lives, give sight to two, and heal more than 50 people through organ, eye, and tissue donation? Be a Buckeye for life. Register today as an organ, eye, and tissue donor at lifelineofohio.org. And thanks to Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse for providing food for today's Ryan Day Show. Visit any of the Hyde Park three Columbus area locations, Upper Arlington, downtown, and in Dublin, Hyde Park, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, and it was wonderful stuff. Thank you very much, folks. We have uh, a wonderful opportunity to talk with Jeff Halfley, defensive backs coach and defensive coordinator for the Buckeyes in advance of Saturday's game at Rutgers, going back home to New Jersey. You know, it's a business trip, but it has to feel good to get in friendly environs. Yeah, definitely. It's been a long time since I've been there. Um, the last time I was actually at Rutgers was probably right before I left to go to the NFL. I remember actually walking out of the facility, getting on a plane, going to Tampa, and I have not been back since. So it will be fun to get back, and a lot of my family will be there, so it will be fun to see them. Montvale, how far is that from Piscataway? About an hour, an hour and a half with New North Jersey. North or south? North okay. with New Jersey traffic, maybe four hours. So. <laughs> with Jersey traffic. Yeah. Um, that, that We have been hearing in the recent years, not that it's a new thing, but just the great – High school football that's come out of the state of New Jersey, if you would just kind of give us a little more of an educating tool on how that has happened and why it is such a hotbed. Yeah, it's um, since I can remember, um, even as a kid growing up, a lot of players going on to play at a lot of great schools. And I think one, it starts with the coaches. I think the high school coaches in New Jersey do an excellent job. Um, And I think that just football is very important in New Jersey. You know, from a young age on, there's a lot of kids that play. and it's one thing, you know, even myself as a kid, you just look forward to it from a Pop Warner stage on until high school. But I do. I think those coaches do a great job. You know, it looks like Bergen Catholic and Don Bosco Prep. Uh, <clears throat> are those both private schools, Catholic schools? And do you have a public and private? Is it like that in New Jersey? Yeah, the, the Catholic schools, like you mentioned, the Bergen Catholic, Don Bosco, St. Joe's, St. Peter's Prep, um, Primus Catholic, that, that whole area, you could actually probably get to all those schools and – about 40 minutes so they're all close to each other and they all kind of compete for the same kids so it's almost like uh it's almost like they're the colleges and they go out to the areas and they all compete for the same kids and and then they all play one another and it's very competitive and the off seasons are probably very competitive also kind of like ours as far as who gets what kids um so a lot of they, they do they all have a lot of very good players in those schools was uh, bergen where coach campanelli was from or where he was yes. coaching? Yes. Yes. Okay, yep. that's my fun. Yep, he was at Bergen Catholic. He was actually at uh, Don Bosco for a while, too. When I used to recruit back in New Jersey, though, on my last go around the college, when I was at Pitt, I got to know those guys really well at Bosco and then uh, Coach Nunn's over at Bergen Catholic. So I spent a lot of time with him. I'd go to the school, talk football. I'd go back at night. We'd draw plays up on the board, and we'd talk. Um, so Nunn's and his whole family, I'm very close with that family and all those guys. Those are kind of the guys I grew up with. Um, and then spent a lot of time when I was at Pitt. Coach, talk about your defensive backs playing at a high level right now. Um, you know, uh, obviously Jordan Fuller has been all over the field, and he's gets recognized for not only athletically what he does, but academically. And, and your two corners and Sean Wade playing a lot in there. Just talk about how that group's come together. Yeah, you mentioned Jordan, and um, 
you know, Jordan might be the least talked about guy of all of them, but when you mention, um, you know, he does well academically as well, what he does for us mentally is probably one of the things that people don't realize. I mean, he sees it all. He's able to call out plays. He's able to get us lined up. He's able to get us into the right checks, which really helps us a lot. And it goes unnoticed when you just turn on the TV or you turn on the tape and you watch it, but you can see it and you can see it at practice. And then you combine that with the way he's tackled, which is really, really impressive because the way our defense is built, if a play gets out and he does not get it down, it will be an explosive, huge play. And we've been very fortunate thus far to eliminate the explosives and he has saved us a lot of yards with his tackles. Um, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you mentioned Sean Wade. Sean's, yep. a, Sean's another guy that just his versatility, and we ask him to do a lot. We ask him to think a lot. And that's one of those positions in college where so many things move around and it's so fast, and he's really able to slow it down and, you know, get in the right spot. So I think, I think he's another guy who's done a really good job. As you get ready for Saturday, what is it that you see from Rutgers' offense that you have to be on point for? I think their backs, I think their running backs are very talented. Um, they're fast. They run the ball a lot, and you combine that. You know, their quarterback's a bigger guy. He's, looks like he's 6'3", almost 240, um, and he'll run the ball a lot. You know, I have a lot of respect for him. He's tough. He takes hits. He gets up. Um, he's not a guy who's going to slide. You're going to see him lower his shoulder, and you combine that with the backs. And, you know, their receivers and their tight ends do a nice job too. You know, defensively or offensively, when you, when you prepare – for their offense, you know, obviously their offensive lines had some guys nicked around. And, you know, as a defensive back coach, your favorite friend is your D-line. And your D-line has been awful friendly this year. Uh, you know, Chase, his impact that he's had. And then last week without Chase, everybody taking that challenge. It, it's got to be good to see uh, the way that front in front of you guys has been playing this year. Yeah, it's. Uh, I tell the guys in the DB room all the time, I actually tell the whole defense. I mean, this system is built around the D-line, and it goes – how the D-line goes. And you can see early in the game what type of game it is based on that first play of the game when you see most O-lines go backward. Yeah. As, as you know, that's not something you want to see as an offensive lineman or an offensive coach. But when I sit up in the booth, I can see that those first couple of plays, if the line of scrimmage is going backward, we're going to have a very good day. And then once you get to third down, if those four are able to rush like they are and we can stay in coverage, um, it's been pretty tough for quarterbacks. They got to get rid of the ball really quick. They got to change their protections. They got to keep the back in, keep the tight end in. So now there's less guys to coverage and not taking anything away from the DBs, but the D linemen, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Jeff, thank you for your time as always. Enjoy seeing some family when you get back there. I appreciate week. it. Thanks a lot, guys. Right. That's assistant coach Jeff Halfley. And Saturday, Ohio State at Rutgers will be on the air with our AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 2 p.m. The Ryan Day Show, presented by Roosters, has been brought to you statewide by Encoba Insurance and by Adina Health System. For Skip Mossick, Ted Holbrook, Jim Lachey, Coach Ryan Day, as well as Assistant Coach Jeff Halfley, this is Paul Keels. Thanks for listening. This is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.